A martini shaken. No! Welcome to Shaken Not Nerd, the podcast where we talk all things pop culture, movies, TV shows, all that good stuff. Uh, Today it is just myself and of course the wonderful Fuzzy Dan. Yes, I'm here, we're here, the two of us, the dynamic duo, the uh, Los Poyos Hermanos, the Chickens Brothers... We are here to do things that you would never have thought possible. Uh, that is, wake up early on a Sunday morning and talk about nerd stuff. Because that's what we do, Tom. That is what we do. That's right. Papa Duty's away today, and that's when the boys will play. <laughs> oh, yes. Papa Duty is <laughs> is off uh, with Papa Roach. They're having a Papa holiday, and uh, yes, we are back. They're saving themselves up for next week, because I'm, I'm also very excited for next week, because it is... The new James Bond movie, and I'm very excited to talk about it at some oh, point. Yes, 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 and already have confirmed we will have Ian back on the show for that episode. Yeah, uh, uh, oh. <laughs> I mean, yay! Yay! Uh, yes, because uh, Ian and I were lucky enough to go and see the premiere um, on Friday morning, thanks to our fans, uh, well, our fans, <laughs> thanks thanks to our friends at uh, Universal for that. Um, so I guess you will hear our thoughts uh, next week, next Monday, um, yes. depending on where you are in the world. So yeah, uh, very excited for that. Of course, that's one of probably the biggest, or one of the biggest films that's come out soon. We have to get into cinemas at some point and see, well, I have to see uh, Dunk. Um, yes, Dunk, I, um, Shang-Chi. I think there's a bunch of stuff that we will uh, eventually get around to watching um, because apparently they, they, you know, it's all still out. It's amazing. You go to the movies. I went last night and I just saw all of the things that are available. It's like the last six months of backlogged movies and just waiting to go. <laughs> it's very exciting times. Well, now that uh, I have so uh, puppy-proofed um, our, our dog pen because our dog was getting out, so I was too, we were too scared to leave him at home alone because he could climb out of the fucking thing. Uh, Wait, so you've had to my... puppy-proof the puppy-proof device? Yes, you had to put a roof on it. <laughs> Siobhan had to go to Bunnings and buy a fucking piece of like plastic with like, cable tied to the top of the thing. Uh, how long oh. that lasts because the little dude's going to get twice the size that he is now um, yes. he's already gone twice the size that he was when we got him in the six weeks that we've had him um, uh, but no we've now got a cinema that's within a five minute walking distance which is lovely huzzah so can just walk up there and only just found out that it has a rooftop cinema going so fuck nice. yeah summer nice. is going to be lovely just well what do you want to do today let's just go to the rooftop cinema um, so looking forward to that. Uh, I'm wanting to. It, do you know? Uh, I probably could have looked this up. Is Dunk filmed on IMAX? Uh, I believe so. Yes, they were. They were done on some very special cameras. So um, then, then yeah, yes, they that's... see it on the biggest screen possible. I think is the advice. Um, so yes, there is the IMAX in Melbourne, which is slowly opening up now. Um, but yeah, that if you can get to that or the. Um, uh, one of the VMAX screens, I think, would probably be just as good uh, seeing it in that format. Because, mm. yeah, I need to I need to see it. 
After <laughs> Hook it to it. your veins. <laughs> Hook it to my veins, indeed. Uh, and a copious amount of uh, popcorn and uh, choc tops and why not oh, Maltesers. Yeah. Let's just get everything because I just want to. I want to go to the theater and feel like a sack of shit for the next two days after eating nothing but popcorn. I haven't had a popcorn dinner in a long time. <laughs> I will say yes. Uh, myself and Little Fuzz went last night. We had a large thing of popcorns, a couple of you know large sodas, and just raspberry treats everywhere, like proper. Punnet of raspberries, raspberry licorice, and then I think something else raspberry. Oh, uh, the raspberry chocolate bullets. So, yeah, we were just overloaded. I didn't bother with dinner because I came home and just felt shit. So, you know, that's how you know you've had a good movie time when you feel like you've wasted your life. Um, <laughs> it, is, it is that great point when you reach that certain age where you realize that your body actually, you, you know that your body responds to sugar because yeah. you've eaten nothing but sugar for a shitload of time. And then you're just like, oh, I've made a mistake. <laughs> oh, I've wasted my life. <laughs> and I can imagine like Little Fuzz would probably just be like, oh, I'm fine. And you're just like, sugar. <laughs> sugar, I can't feel my right side. <laughs> Sugar in water. <laughs> More. Uh, yeah, so uh, let's uh, quickly... Actually, you know what? You've been watching anything during the week? Um, what have we been watching this week? Um, we've been continuing to watch Foundation, uh, which continues to be pretty radical. So if you haven't got onto it, strong, strong, strong recommend um, for watching Foundation. Um, that's uh, Yeah, that's been pretty fun. It's um, about the founding of McDonald's, yeah? That is correct, yes. Yeah. Um, yes, it's all that high sci-fi stuff. So, um, yeah, very exciting. Um, I am very much uh, waiting for a bunch of other stuff to come through, though. So we're sort of in between TV shows. We started re-watching Breaking Bad um, uh, because uh, my lovely lady person hadn't made it all the way through originally uh, watching it. Um, Season so, three. Yes. Um, I think it might have been. I think she just got over like all of the like awful people, and she'd been watch- binge watched all of it at the same time. So I think you need to have a bit of space in between all of the horrible things that happen uh, to allow yourself to actually feel okay <laughs> for a brief period of time. So yes, um, so that's that's all. You know, everything's just in waiting at the moment. Um, so the big one I'm waiting for, obviously, the Wheel of Time. Um, is uh, is coming out very soon, so uh, I'm waiting for the Wheel of Time TV series to uh, to launch, and then I'm going to lose my shit. Um, so yes, that was me. What about you, Tom? What have you been watching? Uh, yeah, so I think the only series I really watched this week, and God knows why I watched it, I have no idea because it was fucking awful. Um, <laughs> I watched uh, Daybreak on Netflix. Oh, oh, good lord. Yeah, I saw I saw the start of the trailer for it, and I was like, oh, you know what, I could I could do like with a with a zombie sort of thing that seems sort of um, it seemed sort of kick ass or uh, uh, zombie land sort of famed. Yeah, yeah, mm, bad. not so much <laughs> teenage comedy romp. <laughs> yeah, teenage comedy romp that made me feel old. Made me feel so old. <laughs> Well, I will say there's there's a bunch of TV shows like that at the moment. There was another one um, that Little Fuzz was watching, which was a you know very similar format, but with like in cartoon form. So like the, it, the, there's a lot of people doing like these post-apocalyptic zombie things, and they're just like it's okay, we're like it's it's just normal life now. Like they've just really, I suppose, 
normalized zombies, <laughs> which is like, yeah, zombies is a thematic device now. And yeah, if you've got zombies in the background, that's okay. Just do whatever you can. Just have a couple of guys going in the background. That's a show. <laughs> that's exactly what it was. The show had nothing to do with zombies. No, they have nothing to do with zombies. But yes, apparently just, that's the thing now. Yeah, it's just it's just in a way, but which which I mean makes sense to a certain extent because it's always the whole thing in a zombie apocalypse. The scariest thing is other other humans, not the yeah. zombies. That the people the was the man was the worst animal <laughs> all along. <laughs> Fucking snore. <laughs> but some do that better than others. Well, but let's say even bloody um the big one was it Walking Dead. The yep. zombies were only really the villains for the first season, and then it became humans were the villains for the rest of it. I yeah, couldn't I watch even... it. I couldn't watch it after even after season one. I was like, "Yep, no, nah, that's it. I'm done." And then, yeah, even <laughs> to the point where they got the coral memes. Yeah, that comes. I didn't even watch that part. Coral. Yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't stand it. It just, you know, as somebody who'd read the graphic novel had loved it. Um, even that gets very tired towards the end because you realise. They don't really have anywhere to go. They, they just don't... Like, the storytellers didn't really know where they wanted to go with it all. So they just kind of kept drifting. And that was, you know... You can not You can only create so many... Oh, uh, no, he's the most be- terrible person. No, she is. You can only do that so many times before you're like, well, aren't they just all awful? Yeah. Yeah. No, 100%. 100% understand and that's uh, I think I didn't even get to I think I got to maybe halfway through the governor or maybe the end of the governor oh wow uh, yeah so that's what season three four yep I don't know I, the best thing out of honestly the best thing out of um, The Walking Dead that I love the most is probably the uh, the bad lip reading songs that came out of it yeah um, back in the time when uh, bad lip reading and auto tuning stuff was, was, was fun uh, remember that. <laughs> remember, remember, we could, remember we could have fun with it. <laughs> remember auto-tune the news? <laughs> yeah. That was a thing. It was. Now now, now, all it is is these fucking stupid TikTok dances that people do that, that require no talent, yet people get super famous for it. And mm. they just hit their hands on top of each other and then give like peace signs and flip their hands and that 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 counts as entertainment these days oh um, did you see the guy the, this is my favorite thing about tiktok i don't i i just people being stupid um this tiktoker the other day picked up a um uh, like a, a, a jellyfish on a beach he's like i'm gonna lick it and see what happens turns out he picked up a portuguese man of war uh which is like the most venomous jellyfish on the planet and licked the fucking thing so um i don't know if he's still alive but i do know that he licked it for his tiktok so um (laughs) what do you think magic eight ball outlook looks grim (laughs) it's like all those instagram models that decided to go to fucking chernobyl um and like pose posing their underwear inside the fucking radiation zone after the tv show chernobyl came out i mean you you'd think that the show would have given away that it was a bad fucking idea but no um so yes thank you tiktok for another possible entry to the darwin awards this year there there was one that i did see that was somebody going (laughs) accidentally accidentally manhandled one of the most dangerous animals on the planet in thailand yeah it was like a thailand person was showing them wildlife and stuff and they put a fucking blue ring octopus in their hand a little baby one 
Oh, I saw that one. And yeah, they're like, oh, let's play around. Everyone's going, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> I was like, uh, best comment and 100%. Oh, oh, I think, no, it was somebody's reaction to it. And they were saying it. And 100%, like, best advice ever. And it's like, if a, cu- if a creature is colourful like that, it mm. means it doesn't need to be scared of other creatures, which means you shouldn't fucking touch it. <laughs> <laughs> if it doesn't need to hide, it means you shouldn't touch it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, yeah. <laughs> it's telling you not to do those things. Yep. Yes. And other animals know that. They look at them and go, ooh, don't touch that. Whereas <laughs> it's like, ooh, shiny. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. so let's jump into some of the news that we had. So I think we, we looked at two trailers. Mm-hmm. Uh, first of which, uh, let's go for, yeah, we saw Morbius. Yep. With, of course, old mate Jared Leto in the uh, Spider-Man franchise, of course. Yes. Um, which they're very much, uh, obviously, trying to make sure that everybody knows. Oh, man, they are drilling it home in this. There's um, there's scenes where he's walking down an alleyway, you know, in various states of vampire. Vamp- vampirism uh, what the fuck um, and there's like Spider-Man like posters on the wall um, there's Michael Keaton in this trailer for you know saying hey we should hang out because he's part of is he part of the Sinister Six is, is um, he- the thing that I've determined is that they've gone like they're, they're, at least what they did with the last Sinister Six they were actually going to make they've yeah. just decided it's, the Sinister Six is going to be six villains who get together rather than the original members of it sure I don't think they're all the original members um, even in the one that they were planning they weren't like the actual members of the Sinister Six okay so Sinister Six was Doc Ock Vulture Electro Mysterio Sandman and Craven the Hunter so oh, maybe it is then. Maybe it is then. So we do. We do have. We're going to have Doc Ock after, um, obviously, uh, Spider Man, uh, the new Spider Man movie. Uh, and we're doing Vul- a great Craven film. Yeah, uh, we got Vulture. We've got um, Electro. Um, I don't know about. Oh yeah, we got Mysterio, don't we? We have Mysterio. Yeah, um, we haven't had Sandman. So whether or not Sandman comes in into the multiverse um, thing, um, that will be interesting. A lot of people seem to like Sandman from 3. Yeah, which is... (laughs) Who the fuck knows why? Um, But Thomas Hayden Church coming back and actually having some lines of dialogue would be interesting. Um, (laughs) Uh, Yeah, yeah, so there you go. So he may just be, you know, Morpheus may... uh, So they they are doing a Craven the Hunter movie? I believe so, yeah. Okay. They've been talking about it. They might just you know replace him for the the in the the interim with Morbius as a uh, as a interim placeholder, <laughs> a trial member of the Sinister Six. <laughs> then they'll do evil things. Evil. Yes. Yeah. Um. I don't know, man. I'm 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 mildly interested in Morbius. I think it could be fun. Um. I, I don't know why Tyrese Gibson is now in the MCU, <laughs> but but he's there. Um, well, are they classifying this as part of the MCU? I don't I don't know. I I assume so. I mean, with with the link in with Michael Keaton and the Spider Man posters, I would think they'd have to, wouldn't they? I guess so. Yeah. 
Well, the Spider-Man in the poster is Tobey Maguire Spider-Man, I believe, is what ah. nerds on the internet have been um, pulling apart. But that's that's why they've said that there's so many letters. Yeah, you're right. It is, yeah. There's, there's Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. There's Vulture from... Um, from the MCU. From the MCU. And then I think somebody else said there's actually another third reference that's to Garfield, perhaps. Um, so... There's, um, oh, don't we have to talk about Garfield at some point too? So, oh, did we ever talk about that CGI or the the CGI? Uh, oh, well, rabbit ears don't really help on a podcast. Uh, <laughs> Visual medium, Tom. Yes, because <laughs> um, I don't think we did did that scene of him in the um, costume that came out two weeks ago. No, no, we didn't. Have you seen it? No, I haven't. Yeah, so there's a bit of film that came out about two weeks ago that has Andrew Garfield, um, we in like against a um, there's like a barricade behind him and he's in his Spider-Man suit. Oh fuck! Ha- you're talking about Andrew Garfield. I thought you were talking about Garfield the cat, um, which we also have to talk about. <laughs> I'm very confused. Sorry, I'm with you now. Please continue. <laughs> okay, have you seen this? This? Yes, I have seen that. Yeah, yeah. Now I know what you're talking about. Because I don't yes. think we spoke about it. No, um, we didn't. But, but yeah, it, it's it's interesting. I like I I like that we we're seeing parts of that. I you know it, it just gives us a bit more exposure to to what's going on, so that we can we know that they're you know they're all coming back. It's going to be something's going to happen. It's just this cast of thousands, and it's going to be chaotic. And I love that. I think it's going to be really great. <laughs> Yeah, and the the like people were a lot of people were saying they reckon it was fake or CG or something. Yeah, um, and it's and then I'm not sure whether you watch Corridor Crew at all, um, but they're no. the guys who do uh, good and bad CGI on YouTube, um, and they they've done a lot of deep fake stuff. Um, yeah, so they've like done trying to improve the. Um, Luke Skywalker's face in um, the Mandalorian, oh, yeah. And yeah, all that sort of stuff. Stuff, um, but they they broke it down and they pretty much went. If this is a deep fake, it's the best one I've ever seen. Uh, okay, yeah. <laughs> so so they're just like they reckon it's pretty legit, it's pretty on the nose. Okay, it's good, excellent. Well, there you go. So yes, Morbius. Um, when's Morbius coming out? It's it next year. Ah, uh, they've been advertising it for a while, so. Mm. All right, Morbius. Uh, Morbius. Uh, oh, 28th of Jan. Okay, oh, there we go. Yeah. So yeah, it's mildly interested. I think it will be. Yeah, and we'll talk about some other stuff that's linking into that now. And like, clearly, like the vampire thing is going to be a bigger part of the MCU uh, moving forward. So yes, we'll we'll talk about that later. <laughs> um, but yes. I wanted to talk briefly about Garfield because you raised Garfield. Speaking of Andrew Garfield, I'm talking now about Garfield the Cat and Chris Pratt, who has been um, signed up now. Mr. fucking showing up everywhere um, is now going to be voicing Garfield the Cat. So what is he, Garfield and Mario now? Is that what Yes, he is is both. Everyone thought it was a fake. Like, uh, what the fuck is going on? Like, are you, you know, I thought you were Mario. Yes, he is both Garfield and Mario. Um, so yeah, interesting. So he's following in the, in the footsteps of Sir Bill Murray, um, <laughs> who originally voiced the cat in the animated films, which were and, woof, and signed up accidentally. Yeah, and uh, he, yeah, 
But now it's, you- it, it's very deliberate that, uh, yeah, Chris Pratt is uh, is doing this. And, yeah. Do you, do, you, do you know the story behind Chris Murray? Uh, Bill Murray, no. Bill Murray. So Bill Murray, Chris Murray. Uh, no, he, he thought the director of Garfield was a different director. Oh, um, no. You read the name of it. Oh, who's the person? Because he got the script and he read the director. Yeah. And he was just like, oh, I've always wanted to work with them. I don't care that it's Garfield. And then he signed up and he <laughs> was the wrong person. Oh, no. Uh, so the director was Peter Hewitt. Oh, I'll, I'll need to um, do some research and remind myself who, who he actually thought it was. But he didn't. He didn't. It never intended to do Garfield. He did it accidentally. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. Um, yeah, so um, Chris Pratt's going to be in everything now, um, which is awesome. which, which is kind of annoying. Like I, I, I don't mind Chris Pratt. I, I think he's fine, but he's in everything. He's in Jurassic Park. He's in Guardians of the Galaxy. He's in Garfield. He's in Mario. Like, is there anything that that he won't be doing in the next little while? Well, he's even in trouble at the moment. We heard oh. about his latest tweet when everybody's like, oh, not yeah. happy with him. Oh yeah, that was uh, the um, <laughs> the weird Instagram post that he did about his wife. It was yeah. super creepy. <laughs> but uh, for those playing at home, he, uh, he 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 thanked his wife for the beautiful, healthy girl that he was going to have. Yes. And if you're not familiar, his child with Anna Ferris was born nine weeks prematurely. Yes. I think his name's Jack. Um, he, because of that, he was born with a heart issue um, mm-hmm. as well as vision impairment. Um, so people are very much jumping on to the happy, healthy girl um, because his previous child wasn't necessarily happy and healthy. Yes. Um, and when I first read it, when I first read the title, I was just like, oh, probably the internet blowing things out of proportion again. And then I re- actually read through the entire thing and I just went, nah, that's kind of... Nah, kind of shit. Yeah, yeah. And, and then he also compared his wife to a baseball card, so uh, that was pretty awesome. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't read that far. Obviously, <laughs> he said uh, she is my greatest treasure, right next to my Ken Griffey Jr. Upper Deck rookie card. So, um, wow. <laughs> Big shout out to Ken Griffey Jr. Um, yeah, no, yeah. He's just weird. He's a weird dude. He's completely weird. But um, yes, he's in everything. Hollywood loves him. Um, He—I oh, mean, did you did you ever watch the Tomorrow War? Did you see that one that that came out? That was shit. I, I didn't. I heard it was bad. Apparently, the um, the CG was pretty good. The like CG the mon- was all right. The monsters were decent. They they were better than I expected um, from the brief snippets and something I definitely want to talk about today um, on on our episode about the CG. So yeah, it's. He's done a lot of stuff recently. Um, he did that uh, Pixar movie Onward, uh, which was okay, about magic trolls and stuff. Um, he's got a couple of... Uh, oh, there's the new Jurassic Park movie or Jurassic World movie coming out. Yeah, he's in a lot of stuff. I think it's time to give... We need a bit of a break away from Chris Pratt to appreciate him. <laughs> and how good he could potentially be. Yeah, he's, he's, he's all right. He's not that great an actor, personally, in my opinion. But uh, we'll, we'll, we'll give, give him a couple more, and then we'll probably get sick of him. They'll probably cycle him out for a bit, and then he'll come back yeah. in yeah. glorious form. <laughs> uh, uh, some more news, just while we have it. Uh, and just while I actually see this in front of me, is that um, 
Oh, and I'm so ex- I'm getting more excited for this film by the end of the day. Um, Oppenheimer has uh, mm. now got Robert Downey Jr. and Matt Damon joining the cast. Look, I, I think what they should do now is um, is actually say which actors haven't signed up because it sounds like everybody's signed up for it. It's, it's crazy. Probably, well, I think that, but like, as an actor in Hollywood, who wouldn't? Because realistically, Christopher Nolan is the only person not doing comic book films that seems to be able to get the same level of box office draw yeah. as a comic book film. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I think yeah. Obviously, Tenet struggled because of um, uh, because of timing of that release, and you know, with uh, with COVID hitting and all the rest of it, so it didn't do as well at the theater. Um, but yeah, I watched that again this week, and it's one of those films that you look at and just go, they just had license to do whatever the fuck they wanted on you know, huge scale. We're going to crash a jumbo jet into a fucking thing. Yes, do that. <laughs> um, you know, we need you know, eight giant helicopters, like, carrying, you know, container loads of army dudes everywhere. Yep, fine, got it. You know, they they had so much money to burn on that, that movie, and it looks spectacular. It is a spectacular-looking film from the scale of stunts and... Uh, and the level they did and just the work they do with the cinematography of filming forwards and backwards like the time stuff just amazing so you know from a scale of what he's he's capable of doing um yeah i think there is license to just fucking burn cash it's it's at a james bond level of filmmaking if you know what i mean like they just kind of go 200 300 million dollars whatever just just do it yeah we'll worry about the cash at the end (laughs) That's actually one thing that I was uh, I was saying. Um, not going into. Um, I'm not going to spoil anything for you, Fuzzy. But after seeing um, No Time to Die originally, um, and actually we're not allowed to spoil anything. Um, the thing that we're saying about Bond films is they almost operate in a genre of their own nowadays because there's no there's quite there's no action film that operates in the same way that a Bond film does. No, no. Um, Christopher Nolan may be the only director that sort of has that sort of vibe-ish to yeah. some of his stuff. Yeah. And I and I do also think it, it helps because he's moved away from it now, but in some of Nolan's recent stuff, it, and at least Tenet, it's a lot less blue filter than some of the old stuff, which I think is one of the things that has given the Bond films its most recent look is that it doesn't have a blue filter on it like every other fucking piece of film that has been released in the last decade. <laughs> yeah, uh, okay, so I, I know it doesn't have a blue filter on it. Um, I will say it's not quite... I think um, if you look back at uh, fucking Inception, that kind of had this granular sepia tone across everything. So it was like it's very quite like very clear and precise, but it had like a graininess to it, like it had been you know processed through old film. Same thing with Tenet. I think it has this like you know very grainy crispness to it which is really weird to say but it just you can just see these like almost the individual pixels because it is up there on it's so he's got a very distinct style that he puts to it but yes without the blue rinse which is fantastic (laughs) 
Uh, and last bit of news, unless there's anything else pressing that you want to raise, we'll just talk about how the Stranger Things trailer just dropped for us just before this. Yes. Um, so considering I haven't seen anything past season one, I may quickly let Fuzzy talk about this and <laughs> I'll, go, I'll go, hmm, yes, quite. Um, yeah, so it's it's interesting in the fact that it doesn't tell us a lot. <laughs> it, tell us, it tells us that time has passed and things have moved on from, um, uh, from season three. Uh, season three, very much uh, all about sort of Russians invading the town and having a secret lab underneath the uh, the shopping mall and you know still you know connecting to the the down under and all the rest of it um this very much plays on the the sense of I think it's it's government conspiracy cover up kind of thing continued so there is we see a lot of uh, stories about um uh, all, all the kids just being separate and now having to come, they're going to come back together for summer and it's going to be the best summer ever. And then all of a sudden things explode with, you know, government agents pulling things over and, you know, helicopters and gunfights. And so I think there's going to be, it feels a lot more cold war spy actiony kind of thing, which is a very interesting direction for it to go down. Um, feels a little bit less like a bunch of kids, doing Dungeons and Dragons and exploring the forest on their push bikes. So I don't, I don't know how I feel. Um, all the kids look awkwardly aged because they're sort of in that, you know, not quite proper teenagers phase, if you know Andrew, what I mean. It's the ugly duckling stage. Let's not sugarcoat it, but yeah. that, that's where they are. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, they, they're, they're not pretty to look at. I mean, you either become a moth or a butterfly by the end of it. <laughs> yeah, and, I mean, if we're going to talk about um, Finn Wolfhard, because um, well, we have to, because, you know, he's one of the main characters. Holy shit, he looks weird. He looks like he's this gangly, angular, like, very lengthy. <laughs> he's, he's gotten very long like he's been stretched out too long um yeah i don't think he's fully grown into his body so expect weird weird things for him and when he's older he looks like he could he could definitely play like pick any metal band from the 80s <laughs> any, any of them that were like coked out of their brains with long yeah. hair in like 10 years from now if he keeps the angular features he yeah. could play any of them Oh, absolutely. Um, or, or hear me out, um, he could play like Adam Driver's little brother or son, potentially. Yep. Yep. He's got that same kind of weird sort of, they're not quite human look, and he's not quite grown into his full manliness yet. So he's, yeah, he's in a weird face. So. <laughs> Speaking of Adam Driver, oh, yeah. I have actually been instructed or told that he's... Uh, relatively recent film where he plays a knight. The last oh, the jewel. last jewel. Yep. Apparently, is fantastic. I've heard good things about it. I'm I'm looking forward to seeing that one. That's uh, that's a date night movie for me and the lovely lady person. We're going to be watching that uh, at some stage in the next few weeks. And if you want to see Matt Damon with a glorious beard, glorious chin beard, and Ben Affleck with blonde hair, it looks bizarre. <laughs> Bizarre but spectacular. Yeah, can give that a look. Yeah, apparently <laughs> it's really good. Mate, uh, mate was telling me the other night that had to watch it. Okay, so give that one a look. See, but yes, um, right. Stranger Things season four. I think that uh, did they give a date for that one? I think they just said you know just that's it. They're just teasing the next season. Um, 
but yeah, holy shit, it's it. Uh, I was a big fan of uh, of the first three. Looking forward to the next one. It's going to be good. All right, so let's get into the main event. That's yes. right, ladies and gentlemen. We are getting new films now. Yeah. New stuff. We're actually not just not sitting there on a Friday night before we record on a Sunday morning going, where can we scrape the barrel to get the next to get the next episode? <laughs> We're looking you at actually- you, Halloween kills. <laughs> <sighs> yes, we have watched the new film. This is the latest entry in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It is, of course, Eternals. Yes. Yeah, it, it is. Um, yeah, yeah, so I think that just... Uh, well, it just released here this week, did it? Uh, yes, that's correct. Yep. So it's fresh. Uh, fresh uh, off the bus. Fresh off the... Yeah, indeed. Uh, and yeah, so um, I guess they have introduced a new spacefaring race into the Marvel Universe, as well as actually introducing us um, to live celestials, as opposed to just the celestial head that we see in the Guardians of the Galaxy films and, of course, in Infinity War, where we talk about Nowhere, which was built inside the head of a celestial. Yes. Uh, so I think this is a film that has introduced us to, um, once again, a weirder side of Marvel. Uh, I don't want to say they've jumped the shark, but there's... The- there's there, a lot there of are, they're, they're, they're shark adjacent, all right? They're in the aquarium. <laughs> Everything that they have recently released has been very Fonzie's bad. getting on his skis and warming up the motorboat <laughs> and we're ready to go. Just wow. Yeah, so I guess the Eternals um, race of uh, beings that um, operate under the supervision of a celestial um, and essentially this film sees us following the ones that were sent to protect Earth. Uh, from what are known as the Deviants, um, which are a race of, insert generic CGI, four-legged monster here. Uh, (laughs) You could have put them in any of these films where you have those sort of monsters. Um, After watching the CGI effects from The Tomorrow War, they look very similar to those sort of things. (laughs) 100% they do. Although I I will just say, just first cab off the rank, like, you know, I wanted to talk about that because it is, you know, it's very prescient. Um, The CG from the trailers to the movie uh, of these these alien monster deviant things is very, very different. And they look much better in the movie than I expected them to look. Did they look really bad in the trailer? I didn't actually notice. They they looked well. They looked particularly generic in the uh, in the trailer, and I was you know I was expecting. I I don't know what I was expecting. I was expecting them to be slightly worse. I think it might have been some sort of mid to late stage of you know CG work on it. Um, but in the you know in the big screen in the the full light of day, they actually look okay. So they, yeah. It was sufficiently okay for uh, for the purposes of this movie. <laughs> there was definitely some budgetary constraints on the CGI that I did see, um, yeah. particularly with the amount of scenes that were either in dark caves or at night. Because <laughs> um, that, that honestly, that that's 
every film I go to, if there's big scenes at night or when it's dark, I don't go, that's not to build tension. That's just to make... The, <laughs> the, that makes it significantly cheap, cheaper because you have yes. to render significantly less. Yes, exactly right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess that... it. Uh, they, they they did they did feel very um, copy and paste monsters yeah. that you could chuck from anywhere, um, and I guess I guess from what I've said so far that that's probably a valid synopsis of where we are without getting into spoilers. Yeah, um, absolutely. So there's obviously a wide variety of them, and they all have various different powers. We have um, Icarus, who is who is Superman. Um, Pretty much, yeah. He seems to have all of the the capabilities of Superman, <laughs> except he's super fucking um, laser eye heavy. I don't think yeah. Superman's ever used his laser eyes that much. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it's fair enough too. I mean, I, I do like some of the naming conventions they used on some of the characters as well. Obviously, you know, very close to, but not quite. You know how you would picture them from history. So, you know, Icarus, uh, they had. Um, Athena, Ajax, you know, there were some really interesting ones. I like that. Just the namings. Yeah, well, it, <laughs> I must say that this was just, when I was looking at all the characters and their powers and I just went, have they just taken the fucking Justice League and just made their own things here? Because Athena is clearly a Wonder Woman sort of person. Then you've yep. got like the super fast one, which is like the Flash. Yeah. Uh, then you've got the mechanical one who does sort of like a cyborg sort of thing. Pretty much, yep. <laughs> um, the only... and then I mean, there's, there's other ones where it's like um, transforming stuff into other things or going through things. But like um, Raven, I think, has the powers, the very similar powers to what um, Sprite has. You yeah. create illusions and teleport and stuff. Okay, yeah. So sure. there's... Um, yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting combination of people. Um, mm. Kudos to them. Like, considering how wide the cast was, I think they did a relatively decent job of juggling. Uh, there's a lot to manage here because there are 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11 core characters to this film. <laughs> Uh, oh no, wait, ten because I counted Kit, Kit Harrington in there. Don't worry about him. Uh, the movie almost completely forgets about him for most part. Uh, but yes, yeah, so the ten main characters in this film, which is a lot. It's it's so much, and I think that was probably my biggest bugbear with this movie was I felt like I should have been taking notes. I felt like I needed to, or at least have people I'm wearing a fucking name tag. Hello, my name is Kingo. You know, something like that. Just so that you had some idea about who these people were and so you could associate them. You know, they use their names quite a lot, which is unusual for, for films. Um, but even still, like, it's just... I think it might have been a bit too much, if you know what I mean. Like, you think about the first Avengers film that they had when everybody finally got together after having their own separate films. There was, what, like six of them? Hmm. And but That's yeah, but we had the, the the previous movies to build up to that. Now we've got just here's ten new things. Just go for it. Like it's very hard. Yeah, hundred um, percent. 
and obviously did not do <laughs> no lead up really into anything and um, most of the story or anything that you meant to understand these characters is via flashback yeah um, which <laughs> I understand it's needed because these beings are meant to have operated on earth for like 5,000 years or something but yeah Flashbacks are not always the best mechanism for telling stories, in my opinion. <laughs> oh, they, they didn't... Uh, I mean, they just loved every opportunity to use a flashback because it's the only way they could have fitted in all of the story in here. And it's... Yeah. it's It was a lot. <laughs> Bridge too far, one would say. That's the thing. Like, you want to you show them operating throughout history. Mm-hmm. Do something like um, fucking um, uh, uh, was it Wolverine? Oh, when he did that, like the montage at the start of yeah. the Wolverine. Yeah, that's right. Because that that part of that film was fantastic. That was a great way. Like the, probably one of the only good things about that film. But <laughs> <laughs> the bone claws, they were great. <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean, and the, the thing with this one as well, like it's it was a two and a half hour movie, like which is yeah you know, a significant amount of time. I don't know if they had they either had too much time or not enough uh, because they tried to tell a lot of story and they had a lot of moments where people were looking sexy and staring into the sunset and you know pausing and taking time. It's like you don't have time to do that, Chloe Zhao. Like you have to keep this fucking thing. This is not Nomad Land. You can't just build tension with one character over an entire film. You have to do that very very quickly. And I, I, yeah, I, I don't know if that was that was enough. Yeah, yeah, I'm hundred percent with you there. And I think one one of the things that I must say that I've noticed painfully about this film and it's something that marvel really needs to understand the value of a score man they're bad at music compared to like dc dc has like dc is really good with themes and music yeah and marvel just don't seem to get it they have some good ones but the i could tell i couldn't tell you what the score with this was like i just it was that forgettable (laughs) Or non-existent. There was a lot of very quiet moments in this film as well. I, d- I couldn't tell you whether or not it was good or bad because I just didn't notice it at all. It's, I, I know, know it's... you. I know you yeah. really pick up on those ones. I, I just couldn't couldn't for the life of me remember it if you told me that. Oh yeah, you presented me two pieces of music. Wouldn't know which one it was. But, that, but that's the thing, because like, the best filmmakers do. They understand the value of having the music there. Like Christopher Nolan's films always have fantastic music, and it oh, gets yeah. you in and it pulls you into it, especially when you're doing large set action pieces. Um, and I guess that, that's that's the thing that probably that bothered me the most about this film. Um, is despite the fact that, like any other film, and because you've, of course, got these like almost godlike creatures, the, they imply that the stakes are pretty high. Mm. But the locations in which they fight and do stuff feel very small. Um, yes. So it didn't feel grand. Um, to the extent of what you would have expected for the matter that they're dealing with. Um, well, it is, yeah, they, they are very remote um, in that, yeah, it's like every, every time they fight somebody, it's not in a major city or something like that, and there's not buildings falling over. Well, I suppose they do have one fight in London at the start, but that's a very quick fight and it's over and done with. 
kind of the most down, down in an alleyway. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and then that's oh, hey, we're actually superheroes, and um, and then that's done. But then it's just yeah, everything else was like in Greece or Hawaii or. <laughs> <laughs> or anywhere else that they could get away to film during COVID. <laughs> um, yeah, they just, I think, yeah, I, I agree. You don't really feel the scale of what's going on uh, because the, it should have felt bigger. Yeah, especially considering that these are meant to be a spacefaring super race. Yeah. Um, and didn't feel like it. And and maybe it's also the fact that it's because you've been dealing with these movies for so long that they've repetitively increased the spectacle, and this did not feel as big of a spectacle. Up until uh, the end, up until, up until like the the, until until the last third of the movie, we go, really? That's how big this is going to get? And then like you know the last sequence, and you're like, oh, for fuck's sake! You can't, how are you going to get bigger? Like that is literally as big as you can get. I don't. I don't think you can. I mean, yeah. If if this is what the next like phase four of Marvel is all about, and you know, first it started out being multiverses, and now there's stuff about celestials. Like, I mean, is it one or the other? Because I don't think it can be both. Um, and if it's both, how do you go bigger than that? Because that seems to have to be as big as you can get. Yeah. Every single possibility with the largest, you know, Earth creating. You know, creatures in the known universe. I don't know. You can go bigger than that. God, it, it must have been just on that because I guess we'll jump into spoilers in a second. Yeah, and like just rip, rip, rip this film apart. Um, but it must have been really, really confusing for Kit Harrington and the other guy from Game of Thrones. Yeah, both on the scene together, both referring to somebody as Cersei. That must have been so confusing. Hilarious. I laughed my ass off. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's Kit Harrington um, and uh, Richard Madden, uh, who obviously played brothers um, on uh, on Game of Thrones. They get a scene right at the start of the the, the film, and yeah, you know, they get to shake hands, and it's it's quite funny. Um, but yes, they both have a love interest in a, a character called Cersei, and yes, you are right. It is fucking hilarious that that is that is going on. It just oh. I, constantly had me in stitches and little fuzz had no idea what was going on i'm just laughing my ass off at the ridiculous nature of that moment um but yes i I don't know i don't know what possessed them to put those two characters in this film together knowing that they were going to call someone cersei even one of them with a character called cersei is is too much like it's just the, yeah. the Game of Thrones feel when they shook hands at the start. I was like, well, they're just referencing Game of Thrones now. Well, that, that's the thing. And I don't know whether they're just running out of actors to put into these films or what the story is. But, like, the casting director of this, like, I don't... I didn't need Selma Hayek or Angelina Jolie in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. <laughs> it's just... Well, I mean, Selma Hayek did nothing. <laughs> she was in which this- I which I was kind of happy about because I was yeah. just like, she's not, she's really not the type of actress that I would put in these sort of films. No, yeah, and uh, she, rem- yeah, I, I I think she was fine, but she just did. She added nothing to it, and well, she, she's sort of an actress that you see as somebody who plays a different type of role and looks. It doesn't suit her to be wearing these outfits 
and talking in this way because that's not who she is as an actress to me. You know what I mean? Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think Angelina Jolie, I could take her a leave. I think she actually, like the first half of the movie, she was nowhere, but she, I think she grew into the role and her, her character actually had some development over the, the course of the film where a lot of others didn't. Um, so yeah, just, I, I enjoyed her character by the end. I thought she was quite good. Yeah. Okay. So let's just jump into spoilers now because oh, why yes. not? Yeah. Um, so yeah, the uh, celestials are here, um, <laughs> and Earth is a giant egg. Um, <laughs> Earth is Unicron. All right. <laughs> as soon as I saw that, I was like, "This is fucking Transformers all over again." <laughs> um, hu- hu- humans are batteries. Uh, uh, so it's humans- okay. So wait, it's the Transformers meets the Matrix. Okay, got yeah. it. <laughs> Yeah, we we are batteries to power uh, Unicron. Because um, yeah, because apparently what happens is when the Celestial awakes, he needs to drain a massive amount of life force to activate, essentially. And in order to do that, they basically grow humans on planets and let them live, and then kill them all. Yeah, Which so now we've- I don't get. Is every planet a, a, an egg, or is it there are so many eggs and other planets are not eggs? I don't, I don't understand. No, well, no, they, they did say that they pick the planets that oh, they okay. think are going to be. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, we do have the villain that are the deviants that are revealed to actually have also been created by the. Um, the Celestials. The, the Celestials um, before the Eternals for the same function as the uh, Eternals. Um, what we were talking about just before this is uh, I was just discussing with Fuzzy how um, in the actual books or in the comic books uh, Thanos was originally a Titan who had the Deviant Syndrome um, which is why he was purple and he was uh, big and stronger than the rest of them Um, and then apparently as I was reading before this that's been retconned and he actually um, is an Eternal with the Deviant Syndrome Um, so Mm. that's that's um, interesting the way they've done that and whether they're yeah. planning on somehow tying that together but i mean look look, look at what's happening at the moment yeah <laughs> scrolls yeah remember the scrolls are still happening oh god i forgot about the scrolls oh so a whole nother race of alien things that yeah. could just yep yeah. all right cool the, yep scrolls. the scrolls are still around yeah kang the conqueror is now around yep um Fucking Scarlet Witch is now crazy and reading death books. Yep. Uh, and now Celestials have yep. happened. Yes. Um, what? Yeah, and we haven't even ha- got into, like, so we've got multiverse-like stuff, like with the, with Kang. We've got, um, we haven't even seen Shang-Chi yet because, you know, obviously haven't had a chance to do that. But that brings in a whole bunch of other shit as well. So... There's a lot going on within the MCU at the moment, and I feel they may have bitten off more than they can chew, Tom. <laughs> if they somehow manage to tie this together for an average movie-going audience, I will be super impressed because, I honestly, I think the only reason that we keep up is because we know some of this stuff. Like, I didn't need to be explained what a Celestial was. I knew what a Celestial was. Yeah. And, like, the Watchers, I know what the Watchers are, and I know all these other little bits and pieces. 
But oh well, yeah, I forgot about the like the watches because they had like in um, in what if like there was that whole thing about like you know uh, Ultron being able to break across the barrier. So is that actually going to be part of this as well? Because that's a whole new thing. It's yeah. uh, don't forget. Okay, so this is phase four. We're in the early stages, so we still have. Spider-Man, Doctor Strange, Thor, Black Panther 2, Captain Marvel 2, Guardians 3, Blade, um, uh, Quantumania, what was that one about? That was the... uh, Ant-Man. Ant-Man, that's the one. And um, uh, the Fantastic Four. So that's just the movies. Oh, fuck, they're bringing in Fantastic Four as well, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's 22-3. So TV shows we've got... Ms. Marvel, um, Hawkeye, She-Hulk, Moon Knight, Secret Invasion, Iron Hearts, which I assume is some Iron Man thing, Armor Wars, um, a Groot show, and then there's a Guardians Halloween special. But that's that's what we're, like. There's a lot. I feel there is too much in that. There, there is too much. I'm actually just curious whether they're going. All right, we use the big heavy hitters. Let's just throw a shitload of content out there see what sticks and then we'll just keep riding with whatever is popular well i feel like just looking at all of those like they're they're all there's a lot of new properties in here so we're getting blade uh fantastic four um eternals is obviously new shang chi's new um you know we're 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 getting moon knights you know the the scroll secret invasion thing so there's a lot that's that's coming in that's very very new so potentially we're not going to see the grand scheme of of where they're going until phase five, which obviously they made no announcement for at this point. So that's I think where you're right. Like they'll probably pick and choose. Okay, well this resonated with people. You know we still have you know contracts with these people, so let's do these stories. Right. And, I think yeah. The thing that's really upsetting as well is that like it's never going to end. You're never going to get closure on these, and you kind of want it, don't you? Like if mm. if they were like good enough to like bring this series of Marvel stuff and just bring it to a natural end, then you'd get closure and you'd have a complete package, which would be really nice. But that's never going to happen. Yeah. Well, look. It's- I mean, even within like even within this Eternals movie. There were so many threads that, like, you know, they they packaged up this nice little, you know, thread at the end where they, you know, spoilers for the end of this movie, you know, kill the Celestial from awakening within Earth and save Earth. But then, you know, you think that's nice and over. And then you have the team split up. So, you know, three of them fuck off to find other Eternals. Um, Some of them, you know, one of them gives up their powers and decides to become a regular human. Um, three or four of them get captured by Arishim, who is their main celestial, and taken away and vanished away. So there's at least two storylines there. Um, we see the appearance in the mid-credits sequence of uh, Star Fox, who is Thanos' brother. Um, so that's a whole new thing. <laughs> so he's an Eternal and is all doing whatever the fuck he's doing. And then the full the, the post credit sequence right at the end, we discover that Kit Harrington's character, who we thought was just a dude, who was almost non-existent for the entirety of the movie, is actually uh, the Black Knight, um, and who is a, new, a completely new character, who's some sort of cursed... He's got some sort of cursed sword. 
um, that's going on. And we have Mahershala Ali voicing Blade in the background um, speaking to him. So, uh, like, there's a lot that's going on here just in this movie. It just, it's like this gateway drug to get you hooked onto the rest of the universe. Um, yep. Yeah. But apparently there's a, a big storyline with, um, I was reading up about um, uh, Kit Harrington's character. His name is Dane Whitman, um, who t- he ties into Kang the Conqueror. So uh, oh, okay. apparently he helps the Avengers fight Kang the Conqueror. So yeah, it looks it looks very interesting because the Black Knight's one of those, I believe, anti-hero type uh, type villain, almost villains. Um, so yes, cursed blade and all the rest of it looks kind of interesting. Yeah, but yeah, how that ties in with Blade and then obviously Blade tying in with Mor- Mor- Morbius. There's a lot. There's a lot. (laughs) I'm predicting next five years, the great turning will happen. The great turning? DC will rise from the ashes. I reckon Marvel have have overstepped. I think they're they're in trouble. And do you know what? One thing about this film, and probably biggest issue with it, and it's funny because I always complain, is that Marvel just follow the same cookie-cutter sort of format, yeah. the same comedy, the same all that sort of thing. Yeah. The f- comedy that they attempted in this didn't work. I didn't laugh at this at all. And that's that's a, saying a lot because they had um, one of the funniest dudes, Kamal Nanjiani, in here, and he was severely hamstrung i think he was kind of left to not allow be allowed to do his thing he wasn't even in the final battle <laughs> oh just his whole okay <laughs> his whole reasoning for fucking off he's like well i'm not going to fight the celestials cuz that's our that's our mission that's our purpose in life is to you know serve them um but i'm so i'm not going to fight you and i'm not going to fight him so I'm just going to fuck off and go away. And then at the end, they're all buddy-buddy with him again. It's like, no, you're a fucking wanker. You've left us hanging. Don't expect us to be friends anymore. Yep. Yeah, yeah. He That that annoyed the shit out of me. And no reason for him to have gotten as buff as he did. He obviously got addicted to getting buff because, like... Oh, I mean, we've seen the shots of him, like, you know, shirt off doing, you know, amazing things with that that rig. Not needed. You're right. Not needed. (laughs) Unless it was for that, like, one scene where he's doing a Bollywood movie for some reason. Where you see his arms. Yeah. Where he could have worn long sleeves. Mm. Um, Yeah. And even then, he hasn't got, like, he's, he's ripped. Yeah. But he's not huge. No. So, like, his arms aren't huge. So, he doesn't look like he's as big as we know he is under there. So, apparently, he was actually told that by the director or by the producer or someone. They're just like, yeah, we're going we're gonna to need you to, uh, to uh, simmer down a little bit. Because apparently, he was getting too big. <laughs> like, you're, uh, you're, you're bigger in these scenes than you were in the other scenes. So, uh, you're going to need to calm down. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you're gonna need to chill the fuck out on the growth hormones. <laughs> oh, don't say that. Then be oh, oh, the internet will go crazy, fuzzy. <laughs> yeah. I don't. Care, although I don't care what people say. Like your face doesn't change like that in six months worth of working out. Yeah, I don't care how hard you work out. You do not develop a massive jaw. 
yeah. like that for in six months. Not yeah. a chance in hell. Unless he's like fucking chewing tires every night. Fucking. <laughs> I mean, I, I think about like when um, Ben Affleck became Batman and like that first Batman movie. And, you know, he like he worked out a lot for that. And he looked he was a, a much fitter version of himself. He wasn't as fit in the second Batman movie, and hence the fat man thing. But he was a he was a buffed version of himself, and it, it looked within that natural realm of getting fit. Same with Christian Bale when he got fit for Batman. Like you know, was still still looked in his face like his normal self. Kamal, there's something going on there. He's got no. it on the sliced alone uh, juice. <laughs> Well, that's the thing. Like he has massive jaw muscles. His jaw muscles are gone, and yeah. yes, your jaw muscles will become more pronounced when you work out. They don't normally do that. Uh, <laughs> not, not unless you're lifting the bars with your fucking face. <laughs> and you can see that, like Christian Christian Bale and um, Ben Affleck, their faces didn't change. Like that. no, no, not at all. Yeah, interesting. But yes, uh, Tom, like. This movie, like, in general, just annoyed me. I think there was a lot of things about it that just didn't fit. Like, I get they tried to do a big... Like, they had a a cast of ten main characters. Each of them, obviously, different uh, different background, like, heritage-wise. So, um, and great representation across the film. Kind of annoyed me, though, because they all seem to have really different accents um, right away. So, are we saying that the accents, like, people's dialects all stemmed from these people, specifically? Because that really frustrated me. Because <laughs> yeah. we had one guy with a heavy Irish accent, and totally fine, and all the rest of it. Like, that's, that's you know, fantastic that they had this representation in the film. It just seemed weird that they seemed to be the, the source of all was different it, accents. Was it me, or did he seem to have an accent sometimes and sometimes didn't? Or maybe oh, yeah. it was just a because <laughs> there, there was times when he was talking and I was like, I swear he had a strong accent and everything he said <laughs> did not have it a strong accent. It comes and it goes, Tom. It comes and it goes, like the Irish ways. <laughs> um, yeah, I, yeah, I don't and, like um, his face either. I'm just, and his face. Something yeah. about his face. I'm, uh, I'm, so his name I, is... I, 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 I'm with you. He's, he, he's, he's, not a, he's, got, he's got a little bit of a punchable face. Uh, Barry Keoghan? Yeah. Barry Keoghan? I don't know. I was, yeah. I was hoping he would die. He he's yeah, something about him I just I don't like his face. Um He wasn't necessarily a likable character either at the start, so Yeah. Didn't um, didn't help. But one of my favourites um in, in this one, her she played Makari, her name is Lauren uh, Ridloff. Um she is a uh deaf actress and so they incorporated that into this film. Um, and she was signing a lot, and obviously subtitles. Oh, she actually that. deaf? Yeah, she is. Actually- yeah, absolutely. Um, and so she was um, she was signing through this, and obviously communicating with everyone through sign. And you know, her, her this was the the lady that was the Flash, essentially, um, or or Mercury, as you would uh, come from Macari. Um, but yeah, she was she was really good. I thought she was very like she has great expression. Uh, she's been in a couple of really um, uh, cool movies and other things before. There's this movie called The Sound of Metal. I don't know if you've seen that. It's with uh, Riz Ahmed, who plays a drummer in a, a, a metal group that uh, loses his hearing and um, yeah, basically goes through this transition to being 
a deaf person and she's one of the um, people that he meets on his journey it's fantastic film um but yeah she's she's really great she's does she has a lot of wonderful expressions and acts the shit out of a movie despite the the being hamstrung by the fact she can't fucking speak she's got really great response and expression and i think it's just fantastic to see that kind of stuff in in a mainstream film Oh, 100%. I, I did um, have a question, though, like because I didn't... I, obviously, I don't know yep. um, the sign languages or the universal sign languages, which, yes. uh, surprisingly, there isn't. Um, no. Sign language is <laughs> different, different wherever you go, pretty much. Like, yep. we have ASL. It's Australian Sign Language, I'm pretty sure. Auslan, yeah. Um, uh, that, so, I was, I was actually... I was watching it when they were going back in time and watching her do the sign language and I was like I wonder whether she's actually just making up signs or she's actually using a sign language because that would imply that those sign languages existed from them as well this is very true Tom this goes to it goes to uh, my point about any sort of foreign language film or anything like that I just assume that the subtitles are correct because I could not tell you a what language they're speaking B, whether or not these are fucking translated correctly, or C, if the both of them are actually married together, like it, it could just be they could just be making up language, and I just go, yep, sure, that they've told me it's Korean, so I assume it is. So, I assume she has some form of sign language, the you know, American sign language that she's doing in this film, and that's just what she's sticking with. She may speak multiple different versions of sign language throughout this film. I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know. I'm reading the subtitles and assuming that it's all correct. <laughs> she could oh, be they, telling me to go fuck myself. I wouldn't would, know. <laughs> I feel like it would have made more sense if she was doing a made-up one earlier and then yeah. maybe used a more like an actual one, developed one later or something. But or again, even like actually, shifted between different ones, between different cultures. That would have been interesting too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, they definitely they they tried to um, do a lot of diversification for mm. this film. Um, and obviously, we had uh, we had one of the characters, uh, one of the core cast, uh, who is is gay and has a scene where he kisses his partner, and that has caused a massive uproar in the Chinese market. Um, Tom, you know, big fan of the Chinese market, <laughs> spicy Tom. They unhappy. <laughs> they are very unhappy. Um, apparently, got pulled from a bunch of cinemas because um, Disney refused to cut it out. So good on them. Yeah. Um, Good. Yeah, That's... I think I, th- I thought it was fantastic. I thought no problem whatsoever. It was included and made sense within the story. It wasn't one of those, um, I suppose, virtue signaling moments where they're trying to do something just for the sake of it. If it was within the story and totally relevant for what they were doing, so perfectly for, fine for the film. Yeah. Yeah. So. I guess unless there's anything else specifically burning, maybe we can jump into some reviews now. Yeah. Or some scores now. Sure. Take it away, Fuzzy. Look, <laughs> um, I, I think there's just way too much going on in this film for one film. I think if this was, if we took, you know, took this as just on its own in isolation as the start of phase four and knew nothing else about what was going on around it, I would be fine with this being like a lead-off for Phase 4 because there's a lot of story to unpack from here. But 
knowing what else is going on, I think this was out of sync with everything else that's been going on within the MCU. I feel like they're, like you say, throwing a lot of ideas, throwing shit at the wall and seeing what sticks. And it just... It doesn't feel like the right time for this film. Um, and, yeah, there was a lot of moments that took me out of it. The the, the Game of Thrones moments uh, when Harry Styles shows up for no reason as Star Fox um, at the end. They just... They they are moments that are quite jarring and take you out of the immersion of the film, um, and really like it's gotten to a point where, you know, speaking of Game of Thrones, where they had Ed Sheeran just showing up for no reason in Game of Thrones. That was what Harry Styles was like for me. It's like it's fucking Harry Styles just looking like himself. Fabulous, yes, but pointless. It's just a fucking celebrity cameo appearance. Like, I don't know if he can act. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why you'd He's not bad. Like, in the stuff he's been in, he's not bad, but he hasn't really played major. No, and and I think that's that's asking a lot for him to carry this through. Because he was in... Was he in Dunkirk briefly? He was. He was in Dunkirk. Yeah. I think, yeah, he's done some stuff, but I think he's too iconic as a person um, to... He's 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 also a bit too pretty. He is, but like, yeah, I mean, it's it's very interesting. Like, you look at him as opposed to like you know Timothy Chalamet, who's showing up in June, and like a lot's been made out of him as this fashionable person, iconic, all the rest of it. But he's an actor first as well, and he's fucking good at being an actor. I don't know if Harry Styles can carry enough acting prowess to make you forget that he's Harry Styles. So yeah, that's that's my big concern with with having him in there. But yeah, I think. A lot of ideas that are way too, way too much. I think if, if this is not the MCU jumping the shark, then, like I said earlier, they are very shark adjacent. Um, having said all of that, taking this film in isolation, I still had a little bit of fun with it, and I still enjoyed some of the action sequences and what was going on. Um, Earth being a fucking egg, though, just yeah, threw me for an, a loop. So I'm going to give this one um, oh, 6.5. Yeah, 6.5. Yeah, that's fair. That's probably exactly where I'd place this. Um, yeah, probably it had a lot of problems. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> too, too big a cast to pull in within a two and a half hour film um i'm not invested with the storyline yet anyway and in these sort of films if you're gonna pull me on for a two and a half hour session i I need at least some form of investment oh i just knocked my microphone (laughs) um yeah and there's just yeah i think in the context of the entire universe, introducing the Celestials and all of these components and the fact that they're actually robots. Um, and then what, what does that mean if you're linking that into the actual comic books and that Thanos, Thanos is a Eternal? Does yeah. that mean he's, he's a robot-ish thing too? Um, and Yeah, it's, it's a bit bizarre one, isn't it? Like, uh, I don't know what where this leaves everything else because there's clearly links and clearly 
uh, implications for other parts of the uh, the MCU, what does it mean for all of that? It doesn't really cover that off at all. No, it doesn't. And it feels very separate. It doesn't even, to me, it didn't even particularly feel like a Marvel film because it didn't feel quippy enough. Um, this felt it, more DC than any other film they've done, right? It really did. Yeah. It felt, it felt very DC. It felt, it felt, felt like a- Aquaman. It felt like a bit like Shazam with the whole family getting superpowers at the end. Do you know what it felt like as well? It felt like when they had to all connect at the end. I'm like, are they doing a fucking Mighty Morphin Power Rangers thing? Like, it's just... Uh, it, it's they're too out, many they're, characters. Their outfits screamed um, Power Rangers to me it's, a little bit. Yeah, it's just... Uh, um, I, I think... If, uh, maybe if... What if they said they were going to halve it? We'll do five characters that would have been a bit more manageable because then you wouldn't spend three quarters of the movie getting the fucking band back together. <laughs> Sorry, Tom. Also- I interrupted your review. <laughs> no, no, no. That, 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 that's cool. That's cool. Um, yeah. Yeah. It, ha- it, 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 ha- it, it, it just, it just had a lot of issues and I think they bit off more than they could chew. This who, and sorry, who, I just want to just quickly check the, so, Chloe Zhao. Yes. So she, um, she was responsible for Nomadland, which was uh, quite well received. Um, she's done a couple of other things, but I think she's, only, she's quite fresh as far as um, uh, directing is concerned. Okay. All right. Yeah. So I was just having a look because I was trying to determine what else she's done. Um, yeah. She's, maybe this wasn't one to give to that level <laughs> um, I don't know but they've done it before they've given them to no no name directors before or like, like not no name but yeah I don't know there, there was something not it didn't feel the right tone right. for someone of the um, who I mean have you seen Nomadland no I haven't it's very slow and very you know thought provoking and all the rest of it it's quite a beautiful film absolutely and there are some shots within this quite beautiful too but I don't think the pacing and the tone of films like that really relay into the Marvel Universe stuff, which is supposed to be, you know, action, excitement, adventure, and, you know, space wizards and giant alien beings, super beings. Like, I don't think that relates into the tone of something like Nomadland. So whether or not that, that there was something lost within that translation for that particular director, I don't, I don't know. Um, yeah, it just seems I just, not. You, I think you're right. They're not the right director for this one. Well, especially if you have a giant ensemble cast like this. Like, look at um, the other ones that we had. Like, say what you will about old mate Joss. Mm. Um, had been directing ensembles for years on the small screen. Like, yeah. big. I don't know what how many people were the main cast in Nomadland. Um, that, it was like, literally just just one person. So yeah. So that so like Josh Whitten had done that. Um, obviously, the Russo brothers sort of built up to juggling large amounts of people, and they had probably some of the most experience out of any of the Marvel directors that they brought in for a lot of them. But the ensemble, the ones with the ensembles, normally are the experienced directors, and then they give the solo outings to up-and-comers, which seems mm. to normally be what they've done if I'm looking, if, if I'm thinking about it now. If I'm yeah. thinking correctly. I might be wrong. Call me out if I'm full of shit right now. No. Um, no. 
but yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I think it's, it's a 6.5. Um, a lot of people are saying it's, it, it's the shittest of the Marvel films. Um, I don't know that that's necessarily the case. I mean, have you seen Iron Man 2? Have you seen <laughs> Thor? Thor? Oh, Thor, no, Dark, Dark World, yeah. Dark World. Yeah. Like, Marvel There's been has made some shit movies. <laughs> um, and that means 6.5. It's a perfectly fine movie. It's not like it's a dark mark on this flawless track record. It's they've had yeah. shit before. Uh, well, not shit, but they've had mediocre before, and it's it's perfectly mediocre. So, I mean, just having a look at through through some things, and and as far as our scores and comparison to some of the um, the worst rated films according to Metacritic. Um, so, looking through. The original, oh, sorry, Guardians of the Galaxy 2 was rated 67, um, uh, 67%. Uh, Captain America, the first Avenger was 66%, which astounds me. Uh, Age of Ultron was 66%. The first Avenger, though, was not appreciated at the time. It's only when people have gone back and watched it that they've gone, actually, this film's kind of great. Uh, Captain Marvel, 64%. Uh, Ant-Man, the original Ant-Man, 64%. Iron Man 3 was 62%. Um, the Incredible Hulk, everyone forgets that, when the Incredible Hulk had a haircut, um, that was 61%. Iron Man 2, 57%. Um, the original Thor, which wasn't... <laughs> I mean, there's not a lot that happens in that movie, by the way. It was pretty slow. Uh, 57%. Um, and Thor the Dark World 54. So there's a lot that are around this this mark. I would suggest it is firmly in the middle there and of, of those those films. Like it's it's in that ballpark though. So those are the like you know, the ten worst ranked Marvel films. It it's it's in there. It's not the worst though, I don't think. I think I'd happily rewatch it again over Ms. Marvel. Well Ms. Marvel. Oh Captain Marvel. Ms. Marvel was a different character, so <laughs> who hasn't come out yet? Yes, that's right. That's right. Uh, yeah, so just yeah, I don't know. There's a, there's a lot of there's a lot of worse films that had less to do. So, I mean, it looked good. Some of the things that happened were fun to watch. Um, it was enjoy. There's a lot to unpack from it all, and I don't think just one sitting is enough as well, which is really good. So a lot of those other ones, you're like, I've seen it once, I understand exactly what you're saying. I am not interested in your story. <laughs> so yeah, there we go. Six point fives all round. I, I'll tell you right now, Duty's not here this week. He would have given this like a two. He would have. Yeah, he would have fucking hated this. <laughs> or actually, no, he likes Power Rangers, so maybe he would have loved it. Who knows? <laughs> he and loves did Power Rangers very... and Shazam. <laughs> well, it depends whether the Celestials that we saw were from the 616 universe or not. Uh, <laughs> and I know that he listens to these when he's not on it. So, uh, <laughs> so, sorry, Duty. Um, I can't wait. Right. Speaking of 616 and all the fucked up stuff that they did and fucking and Morbius and, you know, different Spider-Man and also the stuff from the MCU, he's going to blow his fucking mind watching that movie. He is. I reckon he's going to rage quit comic book movies at some point. <laughs> it's just it's just going to be broken. It's going to... One movie's going to break him. It might be Venom 2. It might be Morbius, the living vampire. Who oh, knows? Fuck, we still got to watch that at some point. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> Oh, that looks so bad. Oh yeah, they had a they had an extra trailer for that in um in the lead up to Eternals this week, and mm 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 mm, 
It Ooh. looks bad. <laughs> oh, so it comes out on the 24th. Okay. <sighs> sigh, Tom, sigh. It's going to be busy months of comic book movies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because we've got to catch up and we've got to... Oh, fuck. All right. So we've got, we've, got James, we've got this week, we've got The Eternals, we've got James Bond next week, we've got Shang-Chi thrown in there at some stage, and then uh, obviously Venom 2. <sighs> Buckle up, people, is all I'm going to say. Buckle up. <laughs> We're back and we're going to be shitting on stuff. (laughs) All right, that has been episode 169. We've done more than that. Well, this one says 169. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Ian left on episode 200. Do you remember that one? Someone's fucked up the numbers, I think. (laughs) No, wait. Oh, fuck. I'm on the wrong page. That's right. <laughs> I was on like page 10. Uh, episode 229. <laughs> Better. <laughs> yes. Uh, and thank you for listening. We know you have a choice when listening to Pop Culture Podcast and you clearly picked the one with nerd in the title. I have been Tom and I am signing off. Thank you very much. I've been fuzzy reminding you that you need to watch more movies. Movies. Oh, yes, I'm sponsored by Incognito Comics, incognitocomics.com.au, 32B, Big Norm Road, Moravin. Totally didn't forget. uh, Doody's probably reading something about Ninja Turtles or Transformers. Uh, Let's get a quick review from Goody. Doody, what do you think? It's good. All right, we've been episode. Bye bye.